0: to the Cybersecurity Defenders podcast, episode number nine. My name is Christopher Luft. I'm one of the co-founders at Lima Charlie, and I will be your host. I want to thank everyone that's been engaging with and supporting the show. I can't believe this is the ninth episode already, and I'm looking forward to many, many more. Since we are nearing the end of the year, I thought on today's show I would take a moment to reflect on where we are and share some predictions around what is coming next. I've been interviewing various cybersecurity experts for a year now. Leading up to an interview, I will go and research the person and ask them questions accordingly. One of the questions I've asked of almost every guest along the way is what their predictions for the future are. And that is what we will be revisiting for this show. For the reflection part, I don't know about you, but for me it's been a long time since the world felt normal. It seems like things are only getting worse despite all the amazing and continued technological progress. We're more divided than we've ever been, at least during my lifetime. Despite all of this, I can't help but feel optimistic. We have a lot of problems as a species, but we also have this amazing ability to innovate, adapt, and come together when it really counts. It's probably going to take some time, or perhaps a black swan event, but once humanity gets its act together, I believe that societal change is possible and that we will figure out how to solve the unprecedented problems that we all face. Personally, I feel really lucky to live where I do. There is plenty of clean water, food is in abundance, and the institutions that I count on are stable. My children are healthy, and I have this great career in cybersecurity where I get to be one of the good guys. I'm very thankful, and I hope that your conditions are such that you feel the same. To get things started on this year in predictions, Jonathan Hass, CEO and founder of ThreatKey, Jonathan has worked as a security engineer at Apple, Amazon, and DoorDash. He also led security operations at Carta and is a member of the Forbes Technology Council. Definitely somebody whose predictions you might want to pay attention to. Any predictions for the future? Oh,
1: jeez. I mean, that's... <laughs> I, I personally think we're going to see more of a focus on cybersecurity at a board level. Um, I think that will be something that as businesses are going more and more online, as we talked about at the beginning, you are just going to see more people care. The reality of it is right now conducting business means you are interlacing with various companies, various technologies, and that's just how your business works now. It, it's not like a distant future. It's here today. That's how it works. So I think we're going to see more people care about information security. I mean, we're already seeing this at a public level, but I think private companies as well. We're going to see more of a focus, probably more of a regulatory restriction, pushing companies really to focus on, hey, these are your assets. You're collecting this information from consumers. You're collecting this information from businesses. You have a responsibility to secure it, and it is your responsibility to be able to you know, properly steward their data.
0: The future is now. <laughs> I thought it is, to say the very least. I forgot to bring this up in the intro, but now that I have your attention, I want to take a moment to plug Cybersecurity Cares. Cybersecurity Cares is a holiday fundraising initiative that kicked off on November 29th and will be running through to December 16th. Cybersecurity Cares is rallying members of this community to make donations to Action Against Hunger, which is saving lives the world over. So far, we've raised just over $8,000 and have pulled together 26 companies who have committed to help, and it is not too late for you or your company to get involved. On the last day of the initiative, December 16th, we're going to be running a live stream telethon chock full of guests from the cybersecurity community. We're going to try and have some fun and raise some money for good. If you want to learn more, join us for the telethon, or simply make a donation, please visit cybersecurity-cares.com. That is cybersecurity-cares.com. Go and check it out. Next up, we're going to be hearing a prediction from Eric Capuano, CEO and founder of Recon InfoSec. Eric is a very talented defender who got his start with the Air Force, is a SANS-DFER instructor, and is one of the driving forces behind the OpenSoc Network defense range. And before I play this clip, I just want to add that when I put this question out with my guests, I do so without any guidance. Most of the predictions I get are related to cybersecurity, but sometimes they go wider. Uh, do you have any predictions for the future? <laughs>
2: that's, <laughs> that's a hard one, but, uh, yeah. and kind of open-ended. You know, I have a prediction that, that, that I, 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 I keep kind of resting on, but I'd like to think that one day like you're going to see the general workforce, uh, you know, folks that are that are using computers for their da- their, their daily work, which is probably you know a good, a good strong majority of the workforce. Um, that that we're going to kind of start to see the days of of everybody having full functional you know uh, you know code running machines on their desks or under their desks or in their laps. Uh, and and migrate to, uh, you know, to much thinner, you know, or I would say less powerful uh, versions of that, you know, And, and there's a real world, you know, example. This is things like Chromebooks, right? These very limited, but still, you, know, you can still do ninety eight percent matter of fact you guys run on Chromebooks, don't you that yep. just on that yep. yeah. like yeah,
0: yeah which
2: is which is brilliant because you guys are doing incredibly technical things and you're doing them on Chromebooks, but I would love to see the rest of organizations and enterprises maybe not necessarily move to Chromebooks but but I'd love to see the Microsoft equivalent which they were like underway with for some time and then abandoned but when when so much of the attack vectors that we deal with these days are because of the unnecessary amount of compute power that everyone has. At their disposal that you know if, if your job involves nothing but using a web browser do you really need the ability to run advanced scripts and 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 you yeah. know uh you know un, unsigned payloads on your on your computer no probably just need a web browser uh and yeah. so one prediction i have just because I don't, I, it only makes sense is that we start to consolidate and simplify the the devices that 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 folks are using that are oftentimes the entry point for so many of these breaches and intrusions that we see uh, to, to to second that though one thing I don't think is going anywhere is the human threat of all of this right the yes. uh the the social engineering aspect that, actually I think we're going to see more and more of that as we continue to reduce and reduce the the the, the more technical and traditional vectors like if I can't get JavaScript to run in your system anymore all right I'm switching to I'm going to you know social engineer you and find and a way deep
0: fakes and all that kind of stuff and, and, too right exactly
2: yeah. so so more of the human exploits and less of the uh, technology exploits as you know, as zero trust, as buzzwordy as it is, as things like that you know continue uh, uh, moving forward and organizations catch up, I, I think you're going to see that shift.
0: I love Eric 's predictions around thin clients. I think this is something we 're going to see more of, and I couldn't agree more. Our next prediction is from Dr. Joseph Burt Miller, Jr. who works with the Department of Homeland Security. Dr. Joseph worked his way up from the help desk is an Air Force veteran, and has also spent time working for the Department of Defense. Along with his impressive resume, Dr. Joseph is also a leader in the community who runs a Discord study hall group, helping people achieve the various certifications they need to get their foot in the door and grow their careers. It is a positive space where people work together and encourage one another on their journey into cybersecurity. So do you have any predictions for the future?
3: I predict a, a, a more diverse cyber workforce. I'm starting to see a, like a lot more initiatives, a lot more uh, programs, like trainings are, are more and more, like I said, you're starting to see more free to low cost trainings out there. There's a lot of stuff that you can really take advantage of. Um, and also too, like, uh, and maybe I should have said this for the previous question, uh, you know, there, there's people out there that-, that, that yeah, there's people out there that well, I want to mentor. And, and I would say that's another thing. That's, yeah, that's what I want to say. It's like, yeah, seek a mentor. Because um, they could definitely get your name, get you to places that you may not get to on your own initially. They could help speed up the process for you. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so, yeah. yeah so just, definitely... just vouching for you can go a long
3: Correct. way. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, that I, that should be my number one thing. Yeah, seek a mentor, because um, it's almost I I I have two myself, and I um I look at them as coaches. I I guess I relate a lot of stuff to like uh, sports or whatnot. Uh, yeah, I look at the coaches. You know, they they've been it. They've done it, and and that's where those soft skills really come in to be. Because even myself as a doctor, I don't I don't feel like I know everything. I'm still in the mode of like I'm still trying to learn and yeah. hey, teach me stuff. And you know, so, so to be in a mindset of being teachable, coachable, I, I think you really you can see a real longevity in your career because you, you're you have that willingness to to learn and open up. And then and also like once you do get to a certain level, you know, always look to reach back and help those um, totally behind you um, because. That you, you were not too long ago in that position as well, so I mean don't get too too big. And <laughs> yeah yeah forget where you came from. so yeah
0: I love Dr. Joseph's positivity and how he's always thinking about how to pull people up. Spreading positivity and attitudes like his are how we're going to solve the talent shortage all while changing people's lives for the better. Bravo. And for those interested, I'll put a link to Dr. Joseph's study hall group in the show notes. If you go say hello, let him know who sent you. The next prediction comes from my conversation with Paul Caiazzo, Chief Growth Officer at SnapAttack. Paul has had a long and varied career in cybersecurity. Not only is he a cybersecurity expert, he's also an entrepreneur, strategist, CISO, and CPO. Any predictions for the future?
4: Um predictions for the future. So um, ransomware is not going anywhere. Um, I think we're going to see more focus on the direct theft of cryptocurrency. Um, and I think that will be a pivot the uh, cyber criminal ecosystem makes. We see a lot of nation-state activity, uh, specifically uh, North Korea, uh, focused on doing that today. And the reason I say that is because the sums that we were talking about uh, being able to directly steal are just colossal. You know, hundreds of millions of dollars in one op, uh, rather than a, a couple million dollars in a ransom. You know, do that a hundred times to equate to the same amount of money. And the issue there is um, security in the in the, you know, sort of the blockchain cryptocurrency Web three industry is not really well understood yet. Uh, it's certainly not well implemented. And so, you know, what I've seen happen frequently is when you have like a blockchain bridge. That enables you to change one token on one blockchain to a different token on another blockchain. That goes through a piece of software. That software is vulnerable. Every piece of software is vulnerable, and a lot of attacks have been focused on those blockchain bridges. Um, and I, I don't think that's going to stop. I think it's only going to increase. Even with the you know sort of the um, the crypto crash um, or you know uh, the rise and fall and just the the uh, sort of volatility of cryptocurrency in general. Um, I have to think the adversaries are looking at the numbers and saying, you know, if we focus on that, we can apply our same skills and in one op get, you know, a $100 million windfall. Um, I also think we could see a similar, um, you know, affiliate kind of approach or an as-a-service approach to that sort of thing, where when somebody has a vulnerability uh, against one of those blockchain bridges, um, perhaps they just, you know, sell it to or lease it uh, to multiple different bad actors. Uh, The problem with that is... Uh, much like ransomware. Ransomware is intended to be smash and grabs, very, very visible. Uh, the, the, the victim knows uh, what's going on. So very similar in a uh, cryptocurrency theft. The victim knows that they've been victimized. Um, so it's a little bit diffi- more difficult to apply uh, sort of that as a service model to it, but I, couldn't, I wouldn't be surprised to see it happen. Um, I also wouldn't be surprised to see other sanctioned nation states adopt that approach that North Korea has. Um, so when you look at, um, you know, some obviously sanctioned nation states like Russia, uh, like Iran, uh, they've got to generate income somehow. I'm I'm definitely a believer that uh, the Russian state financially benefits from the ransomware activity that happens in Russia. Um, that's conjecture. There's not proof for it, but I certainly believe it to be true. Um, I have to think that these nation states with these highly advanced capabilities on cybersecurity are developing you know that capability too uh, against cryptocurrency specifically. So I, that that's one prediction, um, and I, I think that's you know, almost certain to happen from my perspective. But then on the good guy side, you know, I think the You know, maybe a little bit of a different way to answer that question. I think we're going to see a lot of consolidation in our industry Um, right now. There are many, many different uh, sort of fragmented point solutions that you see large private equity companies buying multiple companies and sticking them together. I think Toma Bravo bought like four or five um, identity and access management companies in the last couple of months. Um, that activity is not going anywhere. So the, a lot of consolidation in our industry, I think that's to the customer's benefit, frankly, uh, because there's just so many. You know, if you go on the floor of RSA, there are just thousands and thousands of companies. I I can't keep track of it and I study it. So I, I don't know how, you know, your average. Um,
5: average does, yeah. uh,
4: it's got to be extremely challenging. So that that's I think the other um, other prediction I would make is more consolidation.
0: Paul is a really smart person, and I am intrigued by his thoughts on cryptocurrency and Web 3.0. This next prediction is from Daniel Velasquez, the CEO and founder of Ground Truth Connections, a tech startup doing humanitarian work on the ground in Ukraine. Daniel has worked in signal intelligence and was a targeter for the CIA. Definitely an interesting career. Uh, Do you have any predictions for the future?
6: Predictions of the future. I mean, as it relates to China, or excuse me, cyber, I could talk about China all day long. Um, I think, you know, China is going to probably invade Taiwan sometime in the next five years. Um, I'll put money on it. And I think if you don't think from a cyber perspective they're already laying the groundwork today, Mm -hmm. um, then you're absolutely mistaken. You know, I think we have squirrel syndrome in the government and in, in the cyber community. And so everyone started talking about Russia and cyber when Ukraine kicked off. Mm-hmm. Um, but Russia was prepared and was doing stuff well before their invasion. And China is doing the same stuff now. And we're not, we're not talking about it. We're not looking into it. Right. And uh, the world needs to be prepared for, for something there. And I think also, you know, again, thinking about the future, you know, over the last few years, I think cyber Pearl Harper already happened. Um, in solar winds and hafnium. And, you know, the, the world just doesn't understand cyber. I think it's just going to have to happen over and over and over again. You know, I've I've come from the government, I've talked to these people in the government at the Pentagon and other government buildings about, you know, cyber policy, and they're really lagging and they don't know how to handle it. And uh, it's causing uh, negative repercussions to, you know, government agencies like CISA who want to who mm-hmm. have a mission to protect us. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I think so you talk about the future. I think there will be more attacks like solar winds. If not, they're already happening, and we just haven't uncovered them.
0: I have no doubt that Daniel knows his stuff, but in this case, I really hope he's wrong. This next prediction comes from Kimber Dowsett, who is a director at Krebs Stamos Group when we did the interview. Kimber has been a cybersecurity professional since it was called Q and A Engineering. She got her start with Apple and spent over five years doing security at NASA. Kimber is also another great example of a good community member. She is the founder of the Mock Interview and Resume Review Workshop, which offers underrepresented and marginalized communities mentorship in building their resumes and prepping for interviews. To date, they've helped over 100 people get placed in their first cybersecurity job. Bravo! I really enjoyed meeting Kimber, and I'm glad she's on our side. Last one is, uh, any predictions for the future?
5: I I never know how to answer this. Like, I think we'll see an uptick in uh, attacks on the CICD pipeline. I think we're going to see an uptick in geopolitical based Mm, I guess cyber warfare. We we're seeing it now. I I think it gets worse, not better.
0: Yeah.
5: Um, I you know, I I try not to just be doom and gloom though. Like <laughs> I
0: know, right? Right. My <laughs> predictions
5: for the future would be those awful things, but also yeah. that you know the the community and the folks who are employed in cybersecurity roles, um, become you know. Our community becomes more representative of the population and that, you know, areas of focus within cybersecurity become more refined so that folks can get better training and mentorship and in those refined roles.
0: I think Kimber has a pretty good handle on where things are at. I also want to point out that we did this interview a few weeks before the GitHub breach that took place in April 2022. The next and final prediction for this show comes from David Burkett, a cloud threat detection engineer who has been in the cybersecurity trenches since 2016. In 2019, he co-authored a paper titled Detectors as Code when that was still an emerging idea. My company has worked directly with David in the past, and I can attest that he's very smart and knows his craft. Do you have any predictions for the future? My prediction for the future of cybersecurity is it's
1: going to get closer and closer to the applications uh, themselves. So, uh, you know, we mentioned going to detection as code, infrastructure as code. Uh, A lot of the stuff is now being codified so that you catch things before they're ever deployed. Uh, And I think that as we move further and further to that, Uh, as, you know, software companies are held to, you know, higher standards through, you know, legislation that, you know, gets passed in the future. I just feel like it's going to move closer and closer to that,
0: that front. And that is a wrap for this, the ninth episode of the Cybersecurity Defenders podcast. We're super grateful and appreciate you listening in and engaging with us. If you found value from this podcast, we'd really appreciate it if you go to Apple Podcasts and leave a quick review or rating. It would mean so much to the team who put this podcast together. And make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you are listening from. And go check out cybersecurity-cares.com. We're doing a live telethon for the whole day on December 16th. I would love for you to come join us. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the next episode.